that is like family to me is just pure, unadulterated joy. Yeah, awesome. I agree. And I think Perry and I sh- share some things. I, I have 24 years clean. So congratulations. Woo, congratulations um, on, to you, too. On your eight. It will and, drive you um, crazy. <laughs> yeah, it will. I mean, but but it's a good thing. It, it What it does is it creates gratitude. And I think because I've been in, in so many different positions and done so many different things, I currently write for the Philadelphia Inquirer, which is a you know, it's the paper of record here in Philadelphia. I've written for the Philadelphia Weekly, the Philadelphia Tribune, currently report for WHYY, which is our NPR affiliate here in Philadelphia. And so what I see is, is the cultural difference and the ability to just be you, to just be authentic. Um, mm-hmm. And what I have learned from being in Black media is that Wherever I go, you know what? I'm still going to do the same thing. I'm still going to be the same person. A lot of times when you're the only black person in the room in white media outlets, you have to speak up on behalf of the black community because you're the only one there. Mm -hmm. And so there's a pressure in that. But in knowing that I can always come home to my black folks, um, it gives me freedom. It gives me the freedom to be who I am for my people and all of it, the negative, the positive, the ups, the downs, all of it, I can be all of that and know that my community understands exactly where I'm coming from. Can you be as forthright on white-owned media as you can be on a black-owned station? You know, it's been interesting be because I'm at the point now in my career where I have to be forthright. And if I can't, then that's all right. I know that I'm talented enough that I can take my skills elsewhere and still get paid. So I'm not necessarily worried about them firing me for for me being forthright. They pay me for my opinion. If we're being honest, um, two things I want to say about this. Number one, working at Black Media is great. You do have freedom. You do get to be an advocate. But we are working with less resources. We are doing more with less. And, you know, we might be making the coffee, we might be the janitor, we might be the producer and the talent. And that's just part of the wealth gap in the United States, in the world. The other thing I want to say about that is I do think, you know, no matter how talented you are, when you work for mainstream media, I work for the NBC affiliate uh, in in San Francisco, where I started as a television host. And, you know, I've worked for mainstream uh, corporate uh, radio they'll sometimes just veto stuff. I remember going into my news director pitching a story and he said, well, didn't you already do a Native American story? I'm like, what, I get to do one Indigenous American story per year? Is that my quota? You know, mm-hmm. that is something that Stevie Wonder would never in his wildest dreams or anybody that works at KJLH would never in their wildest dreams think of saying. Some of it is just perspective. They're not even trying to censor you, but it's how they see the world and their perspective, even though they think they're being objective, impacting what they think is acceptable. And we're going to return to our radio host shortly. But I wanted you to hear this conversation between two co-hosts at Chicago's WVON. It followed a weekend of gun violence where 87 people were shot with two children among the 17 who died. Good morning, it's the WVON Morning Show. I am your host, Ty Stroger, with my co-host, Ernest D. Clinton. Okay, so since we're good, let's talk about some headlines, Ernest. Did you see how many people got shot? I did. It's hard to to keep reading about that kind of mess. I'm with you. Yep. Yeah, uh, actually, I did put something on Facebook. I said, you know, we have to have a war on the shooters, and somebody said, you know, like, you mean like, physical violence 
but no, I was talking about helping the, the people who say, he shot that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, helping them with whatever we can, money, uh, relocation, whatever it takes. Yeah. To make them safe, but still be able to point out that, hey, this crazy stuff is going on, and, and these are the guys who are doing it. I mean, we just can't have people just running around shooting people and having gunfights on the street. Yeah. What would be good for this show and just I would be interested in listening to, what's the psychological state? Like, who are these people? Well, you got to get them to talk to you first. And somebody's harboring these criminals. Mama's harboring these criminals. Daddies are harboring. Sisters and brothers are harboring these criminals. Unfortunately, and I don't want to just throw out a bunch of problems. This is how I feel. Mm -hmm. You know, it just speaks to the lack of men in our community. You know, me included. There's no cohesion amongst us. Where are the group of men, you know, who sort of understand, live in, and direct the community? And I I, I see how we as a community 